much. Salutations. I'm Sophia's friend, Bronwyn. And I'm Bronwyn's friend, Sophia. And this is Quotes, quotes and Anecdotes. anecdotes. <laughs> so. so bad on my end. Um, welcome, everyone. We are welcome, back. welcome, everyone. <laughs> to our humble abode. Well, Today, we shall be talking about the many intricacies of podcasting and the things that go along with it. This is false. Don't just be giving out fake news about our podcast. I'm sitting here with my tea and at my uh, hot fireplace and also shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a fireplace going, though. Maybe that's not the best thing. Maybe I'm wasting energy. Maybe I should turn it off. But it is cold right now in my house. Cool. That was my tea. I love your, I love your mug. Yes, it says we go together like tea and biscuits. A friend gifted it to me. It's wonderful. For my birthday, along with some candles. This friend's work. This friend works at an ice cream shop. Do you like my new character that I'm doing? Sniffy. Sniffy. <laughs> yes, I'm one of the seven dwarves. Seven dwarves. Sniffy. <laughs> I don't know what new character you're talking about. Elegant and pretentious old lady. Maybe not old lady, but elegant, yes. Lady person. Mm. Very, like, 1920s. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. I really just... I just forgot that we had two seconds ago a conversation about time, about how long this episode might yes. be. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to stop here. <laughs> How are you this week? Let's get into a word list. Oh, okay. Well, weren't you saying that we have to move on? But I want to know how you are. What? How are you? <laughs> I'm good, except you kept free. You keep freezing, and I feel bad. We're not actually recording this over Skype, guys. We're recording this in real life, and I just... Oops. There I go again. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping glitching. You're just the worst. Happy okay. Wednesday. Let's do word lists. Let's do word lists. Do I get to go first or do you get to go first? I you can't do get to anymore. go first. My first word is nip-twigging. Nip-twigging, I think, is actually the better way to pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> you winced as you said it. <laughs> nip-twigging. 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 Um, which is a very, very specific word. And it means when porcupines bite off leafy trees near the end of branches and then retreat to a more secure, secure point to eat the leaves. And then That's adorable. It, that is so adorable. It's, oh my goodness. So cute. I love really specific words. Right? Oh, me too. And um, nip twigs are terminal twigs stripped of leaf blades and discarded. So like nip twigs are um, nips, the twigs. Twigs. That are, no, nip. Yes. Yeah. I know, but they're twigs that have been nipped. <laughs> I know. So you said the word nip and the word twig. <laughs> oh no, this episode is going to fall into a dark hole. Well then, I see we're having a positive outlook for this episode. Um, yeah, I, so, um, I think nip twigs are like what happens after the porcupines have eaten the branches. And so I found this. When, do you remember a couple weekends ago when we went to the fr- free book sale at the library? I do remember this. Um, I While we were there, I got a free book called Into the Porcupine Cave and Other Odysseys, Adventures of an Occasional Naturalist. And it's really sweet so far. It's just like this guy talking about like, oh yeah, I spent a lot of time in nature as a kid growing up and it developed into this fascination for me. And here are some of the adventures I have had. And it's, like, really nice. And one of them, he was talking about how he found a porcupine cave with a friend of his. And they went into the porcupine cave and, like, explored it. And then immediately realized what a bad idea that was because porcupine quills can be very painful. But um, he, like, described how he later learned about the habits of porcupines, including nip-twigging, which I thought was adorable. And I had no idea that this word existed. And I think it's great. And also... Porcupines are amazing, and they're, like, they're really cute, and I don't know why it took me so long to realize this, although I have to admit, hedgehogs are cuter, I'm so I sorry. I was about to say that, because porcupines are a little scary. Yeah, hedgehogs are just, like, so tiny, and their little faces are, are adorable, 
but porcupines don't have a word that describes what they do when they eat. I mean, uh, hedgehogs don't have a word <laughs> that describes what they do when they eat leaves. So, you know. Anyway, mm. I just thought it was really cute. I and think I it is. What's your first word, Lit? Querulous. And it means complaining in a petulant or whining manner. And it's a fun word. I haven't had very many words where the uh, definitions have been super cool, but the word querulous is very Do you know in Harry Potter, well, you do, Sophia, but I'm going to ask this rhetorically to our audience, like Professor Quirrell. Oh, my God. And I'm wondering if it's like, I mean, there's a good chance it comes from like querulous or a similar word because like Most Professor Quirrell is kind of a petulant fellow. Yeah. And also, aren't a lot of J.K. Rowling's names, like, pretty meaningful? Yeah, like, a lot of them either, like, like, the spells are basically just Latin words. And, like, Diagon Alley is just diagonally. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard a lot about, like, characters' names as well being, like, meaning something in a different language. And that's why she chose them, which is quite... Yeah, so I don't know. It's a fun word. A lot of cool letters. Yeah, I love it. What's your second word? Um... My second word, I also don't remember where I found this one, but it's crunch. It was last week! From Epic? It was part of the definition of Epic, and we couldn't figure out what it meant, so we said, come back next week for this word. Oh, (laughs) yeah! You really don't remember the episode. Something in it made you wipe it from your memory. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, I, yeah... (laughs) I forgot about that. I did, yeah. So it's chronostratigraphy, which you guys heard about last week, I guess. Sorry that I completely forgot about it. Um, chronostratigraphy, which means it's the It is the branch of stratigraphy that studies the age of rock strata in relation to time. So pretty cool. Next week, are we going to define stratigraphy? Because I'm still <laughs> confused. <laughs> um... Well, let's not let's not make our audience wait a week. It's like a it's like um 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 like a forget the word um a cliffhanger. Geology concerned or what? Majigger? (laughs) (laughs) You froze, and all I heard you say was majigger. (laughs) (laughs) I said it's like a cliffhanger. Oh. Oh no! I thought you said like as in thingy majigger. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so what's stratigraphy? It means the branch of geology concerned with the order and relative position of strata and the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> what's strata, my dude? Look up strata. I am Google. <laughs> the definition of strata. This is my favorite thing in the world. When Sophia laughs this hard, my life is complete. It scares me, though, because when I laugh this hard, I can't control myself. Your face just kind of scrunches up when you stop moving and breathing. The definition of strata is the plural form of stratum. (laughs) That's why I was laughing. I'm sorry. Okay, stratum. A layer or series of layers of rock in the ground. Okay, this is not helpful. <laughs> Let's move on. What's your second word? <laughs> okay, so my second word, following the same theme as yours, is sagacity. Now, why is this interesting? Well, because the definition of sagacity is the quality of being sagacious. Um, that was unintentional, Sophia, but that's what that is. Sagacious means having or showing keen mental disconcernment and good judgment. Shrewd. So, yeah, I just chose it because I thought it was funny that the definition of sagacity was the quality of being sagacious. Should we move on? Because this is going sure. nowhere. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, do I get to start with my... Oh, no, we have to tell about the topic. What's the topic? No, I think we should just go straight into words. <laughs> and have you guys guessed? I haven't guessed. What is it, Sophia? What? Oh, our topic? Yeah. I think you better explain this one since you came up with the brilliant idea for it. Hey guys, so the topic for this week is strange, maybe. We're going to talk about it a little bit, why we decided to do it. But our topic this week is 
activism, which is the policy or action of using vigorous campaigning to bring about political or social change. Now, Sophia and I both find it very, like, I don't know, for me personally, I'll talk about myself personally, I find it really exciting when I see people, especially a lot of people around our age recently, like, wanting something to change and actually doing what they can to change it and make yeah. that change come about. and speaking and, out for it. Yeah, and it's a, like, really, I don't want to use either of our words, and I'm really trying not to, but it's a very, I know, like, I'm good um, it's, it's a really, upli- yeah, it's really motivating, and it's just something that makes me happy. Um, and so we both decided, hey, why don't we talk about activism and our favorite people who, our favorite activists, people who, like, stand up for things that really believe in, and I don't know, it's going to be an interesting episode. But Yeah, so for this episode, we both chose two people who, um, we really look up to as far as, like, standing up for the causes that they believe in and, like, really advocating so that the world's can be a better place and I think we both find that really uplifting and motivating I'm also trying not to use the words that we chose um so we chose two people who we think do that and we we also chose two quotes from each of them so we'll get to hear and learn a lot more about that so let's get started Sophia what's your first word so my word is empower which the definition of empower is to make someone stronger and more confident, especially in controlling their life and claiming their rights. Um, And the etymology of the word empower comes from posse in Latin, which means to be able, and then to Anglo-Norman French, which I did not know was a thing, um, poer, and then power in late Middle English, and then it combined with the prefix en meaning in or into. So, yeah, the reason why I chose the word empower is because whenever I see anyone, like, large or small, going and standing up for a cause that they believe in and that they find really important to them, it really is empowering for me. And it gives me just this sense of, like, hope and, I don't know, I absolutely love when I see that people have the bravery to be able to speak out against something that they think is wrong or to speak out in support of something that they believe in. And in general, I think anyone who does this, especially with social media these days, I am exposed to this a lot more. So like I can see when um, people really fight for their rights and I find that extremely empowering. So yeah. Yeah, I I agree. And I saw your word and I was like, oh, dang, that's like the perfect word. So my word's very similar to yours. But, and for similar reasons. But yeah, I agree with you, Sophia. Yeah. What's your word, Bronwyn? I was waiting for that invitation. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, no, no, it's good. My word is inspiring, which means to fill someone with the urge Uh-oh. or ability to do or feel something, especially to do something creative or to animate someone with, as uh, to inspire. Um, and yeah, like you said, similarly, it really, it's motivational. And maybe I don't do as much as I can to help issues that I support, but I do what, in the moment, I feel able to do. And I think that, in some ways, might be more, like, I might, I get that inspiration from people like you said that I see on social media or that I see that I hear about who really take a stand for something they believe in um, and I find that very inspiring and motivational Um, and it at the very least inspires me to do to try to stand for that for what I believe in or like take action in the future if not you know yeah for sure it's hard right now too because there's I it often feels like oh, there's not much that I can do, especially as people who are quite busy and trying to figure out a lot of other things. But when you see these people who take a lot of time out of their lives to um, stand up for something they believe in, it really is inspiring, as you said. It inspires me to do what I can in the moment, to do what I'm able to in the moment. Um, And even if it's, like, something small, like, I don't know, we have a friend who I think 
prides herself and also I think it's very inspiring she is like unapologetically stands for what she believes in but not to the point of being like unwilling to listen to other people but and maybe it's going into anecdotes but just a very like I this is what is right to me and I'm not going to back down from this because of what other people might think um, and I'll listen to your argument and I can have a conversation with you but I'm not gonna like stay quiet or even just if asked I'm not gonna change my answer just because even just because you're my friend it's like uh, if this is something I believe in like that's something that I believe in and I'm gonna stand for it and I think that's very inspiring absolutely and I think there's a, a huge inner strength to that that we I think all of us should look up to and you know really advocating for what you believe in and listening to others arguments but still staying strong in your belief. yeah uh so the etymology of the word inspiring comes from latin in meaning into and spirare meaning breathe have we done the word inspiring before maybe <laughs> oh goodness gracious okay. i did a quick search of um of our google drive but i didn't find something immediately so i went ahead it's so, okay okay um and then it went to inspirare meaning breathe or blow into see i don't remember this part <laughs> i think maybe latin verbs all sound the same <laughs> we have had a lot of similar latin roots so maybe that's it yeah and then it went to old french inspire middle english inspire no that was a french accent <laughs> inspire and then inspire inspire it's in, in spider, in spider, in spider, inspire, So Sophia, who's your first person? Oh, <clears throat> sorry, my first person is someone called Greta Thunberg. Um, she is a Swedish schoolgirl who, at age 15, began protesting about the need for immediate action to combat climate change outside the Swedish parliament and has since become an outspoken climate activist. And this person is incredible. She is now around Bronwyn and our age, I think, right? She's 16. Yep. And she started, as I just mentioned, at the age of 15, she started school striking for climate. So she, every Friday... She would go on a strike from school and sit outside the British Parliament with a hand-painted sign saying school strike for climate. And she has since done that every Friday that she has had school. And now she has um, amassed like a very large following on Instagram and hundreds of teens all over the country now school strike on Fridays for the climate. And her goal is to... Um, get politicians and people in power to listen to the youth who are saying, listen, if you don't turn around the climate crisis, we aren't going to have a future. And that's not fair. Like you've taken this away from us. And so now we, you need to stand up and fix it and acknowledge your mistakes and, you know, help fix this crisis. And it's just amazing what she does because she's so brave and, just incredibly smart um and I always feel again like this sense of inspiration every Friday when I see her post on Instagram like look at all the people who are striking in all of these different countries we're gonna do this and it's just amazing so um I have yeah, I, I I follow her on Instagram now too and I find her definitely like a very she's she's just so driven yeah. and really dedicated herself to this and I think that's a really um, a very good thing. <laughs> yeah, she's pretty incredible. Um, so I included two quotes from her. She goes, uh, from what I've, what I've inferred from her Instagram is, like, she goes, uh, all, to all sorts of places across Europe and speaks to, like, she spoke to the British Parliament, and she speaks to politicians all over the place. She's spoken to the EU. Yeah, and I think to the UN as well. Yeah. Uh, so lots, lots of places. So these quotes are from, she gives speeches a lot of the times as well. So I'm pretty sure both these two quotes are from her speeches. But the first one is, but I've learned you're never too small to make a difference. 
And if a few children can get headlines all over the world just by not going to school, then imagine what we could all do together if we really wanted to. And I just think that's amazing because yeah. it's very true what she's saying. You are never too small to make a difference. She's um, Brahmin in our my age. She's 16 now. And she has already made a huge impact on the world. And she's speaking to all of these very important governmental organizations and saying, like, listen, this is a problem that I really care about because our futures are being taken away from us. And um, clearly, because people have been like listening to me, we can really make a difference by advocating for this. And I think that that's really amazing. Yeah. And she also, um, she, I think the Part of the reason that, like, the thing that makes her so, um, like, individual is that I feel like if it was an adult if speaking to the UN, they would just blend in with everyone else. It would just be another person. But the fact that a, like, someone who's still, like, a kid, like, took it upon themselves to say, hey, this is an issue, and I'm going to dedicate myself to it because even if I'm too young to vote or to become a politician, I'm not too young to be listened to and I have a yeah. point to be made. And people, at the very least, people have started to listen to her. And yep. because they're like, hmm, if so many kids feel so strongly about this, like, if it's driving so many kids to take this much action and stuff, then... I don't know, it's, it makes people think, it makes adults think, and it. Uh, I think it's also really, like, kind of, she kind of can drive home the pathos argument of, like, like, the emotional argument of, like, this, the person who is a, who would literally be affected by this is me, because yeah. I'm going to be alive when things are going to be horrible because we didn't take action soon enough. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it's also exactly what you said, like, the fact that she is, so young and that she has been able to make a difference in at least getting people to start to listen to her that's again so inspiring for all the other young people who are saying like okay so it's possible that I won't be ignored and that my voice can be heard and so therefore I'm going to speak up and follow what Greta is doing and I just think that's absolutely amazing yeah so the second quote that I chose for her is adult saying, we owe it to the young people to give them hope, but I don't want your hope. I don't want you to be hopeful. I want you to panic. I want you to feel the fear I feel every day. And then I want you to act. I want you to act as if your house is on fire because it is. And this quote, I was debating, including this quote or another quote where she was saying, um, the adults have you like, you keep saying you, you love your children but you're taking your children's future away from them. And I just think that's really powerful. Like a whole, as you were saying, a whole part of her argument is I am young. And so when I grow up, if nothing is being done about this climate crisis, I'm the one that's going to have to live through it. And my future is going to be taken away because you guys ignored the climate crisis. And this quote, I think, is really powerful because she's saying I'm panicking. I don't want my future to be taken away. All of us, all of the youth, we want to have, like, another thing that she was saying is, like, a lot of people uh, come work really hard so that their children can have a better life than they had. Like, for example, immigrants, they work really hard to come to the United States so that their children can have a chance to be really successful and have a um, more comfortable, I guess, that's not a very good word to describe it, life than they did and she's saying that like that's all well and good but if we keep ignoring this crisis then it's not going to be possible at all for any of us to have that future which I think is really really powerful yeah no she's she she's also like something that I admire she's not even just it's not about her it's about like she's just I think trying desperately to get people to understand like the magnitude of this problem and how actual like how real climate like change and 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 environmental issues are and that's kind of I think what she's saying in this quote which is like I don't want you to just be like oh yeah it's a big deal I want you if you have the ability to do something 
I want you to do something. Um, but like if 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 you have the ability to do something, I just want you to do it because without your help, like we we need your help in order to make change. We need people in powers help to make in order to make change. And so I don't want you to be like, oh yeah, it's a problem. Guess someone else will figure it out. Yeah. She's saying like you need to panic because this is an issue that's not just affecting me, but all of the other children, all of the other adults and families and kids. And she's she's just very she's taking it the extra step, like past recognizing the problem to actually like and this is what you need to do. Absolutely. I also love that um she's kind of the voice of all future generations and saying like you need to care about this because all of us this is going to affect all of us that and i yeah yeah i just find her to, she's a really inspiring and incredible person and i encourage you to if you can check her out on social media and i guess support her honestly i think all of these people have a big social media presence so yes afterwards i think just google their names and they'll come up and uh they have a big social media presence which is it's really interesting because they don't have like spokespeople it's just them on social media so you really get to hear what they have to say and i find it very um i really like you can also see what they're doing and like when they post regularly and see like oh my gosh that's amazing that you did that and yeah and for Greta, it's especially inspiring for Sophia and I because she's like, uh, for me and Sophia, because she's very close to our age. So yeah. it's like very real. And so especially if you're around our age, it might be interesting to see someone who can make a difference who's not an old person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, who is your first person? Okay, so my first person, I, I'm bad at pronouncing her name because I cannot speak Spanish, but I'll do my best. So Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, um, who is also known by her initials, AOC, um, and she's an American politician who serves as the U.S. representative for New York's 14th Congressional District. The district includes the eastern part of the Bronx and portions of the north central Queens in New York City, um, and she's a member of the Democratic Party. Uh, she was elected in this last uh, midterm election in the United States, so basically the last um, big uh, um, federal government election. So not the presidential election, but the, the um, one for like representatives and Congress people. And she kind of she drew national recognition when she won the primary election, defeating the long defeating the ten term incumbent. Congressman uh, Joe Crowley. So basically, That's he had amazing. been yeah. So he had been serving for ten years. He was elected. He was appointed, not elected, through a loophole in like the laws initially. So he wasn't even elected, and he didn't live in 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 New York. He lived in like I can't remember where he lived, but he didn't even live in New York, and he wasn't a New York resident. And so, even though Alexandria has had I mean, he's a part of, like, my party. I support him. She was also like, it's unacceptable to have someone who has no real sense of this area to be representing it. And she uh, drew, like, national attention because... And you can actually check out... I would highly suggest... uh, Highly recommend this documentary on Netflix. It's called Bringing uh, Down the House. And it's basically kind of about her journey getting to the U.S., uh, Congress and like getting appointed because last year she had recently finished finished university and she was working as a waitress and a bartender. She didn't have health insurance. She had she was just really and she came from a family. Her mother cleaned houses growing up and she um, really didn't come from a lot. And when she was running, she didn't get any uh endorsements from big companies so she wasn't even a lot of the time people in the United States honestly are elected because they have a lot of money behind them and they have big companies endorsing them and basically honestly they kind of buy their way into a seat even if they are elected and maybe many good people get elected that way but the thing that I think makes her so remarkable is that she was she led a grassroots movement and was literally elected by the people 
and she's from Queens in the Bronx and she knows those people and she speaks Spanish as do many people who live there and she really has a connection to a lot of those people so she's a very good representative of them but it was still very shocking when she was able to take down someone who did have many endorsements who did who had been running for 10 years for 10 terms um, and at age 29 she became the youngest woman ever to serve in the United States Congress um, in addition to That's being amazing. someone who had just the last year worked as a waitress and a bartender, a person of color. And also not white. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like she really, she's a, it's a really, I think, remarkable and special thing. And she's also, I think, a great person. Um, she's not like something that I think is very different about her is she's not. Um, working in the government and working as a representative isn't something just to put like on a resume for her. She's not worried about like getting the right people to like her so that she gets reelected. She's just doing what she thinks is best for her people and what her people want. And that includes things like she headed the, like the, the, she was on the committee or the head of the committee for the, that came up with the green new deal, which was, (laughs) Um, bless you, which was like the big uh, and basically the first big environmental uh, bill in the United States. And she really she uh, there are many videos of her when she's like in Congress and she's interviewing people or interrogating people. And she she asks the right questions. She's always the person who's able to line things up so you can say, hmm, maybe this person isn't fit for this job or maybe this person didn't do something right maybe this thing is wrong she asks the correct questions she she really gets to the point and she um she knows what she's doing and i think she's really inspiring and a lot of her quotes i think the thing that's most inspiring and i would highly recommend again like go to her instagram because she has a lot of videos of her like talking in the moment for a specific issue and i think that's the most inspiring to watch because you can really see her in action and you can really see her um she's just a very strong person who who is smart and who is able to really figure out what's what's important uh but a lot of those quotes need context so i'm going to go with just two other quotes that i have which are still quite interesting uh so the first one is uh, she was talking about the Green New Deal and about people's reaction to it and how there's a big conversation about it. Right now. And it and the reason why she says is that no one has even tried. So people are like, oh, it's unrealistic. Oh, it's vague. Oh, it doesn't address this little minute thing. And I'm like, you try, you do it because you're not. So until you do it, I'm a boss. How about that? So she's very direct. She's if no one's doing something, she doesn't take the excuse of it hasn't been done yet so why we're not going to start now she doesn't take that as an excuse and so in this quote she's I don't know it's just an example of how she really she doesn't take flaky excuses and she doesn't she doesn't let herself get bogged down by comments and criticism because she's not saying like her plan is completely without fault she's saying I'm actually taking action, and that's what people have a problem with. And I don't know, I just find it very inspiring and an example of how she's really just, I don't know, I really like her. I find people like this so amazing, too, because I believe I've seen a couple of videos of her um, when people are arguing against her for maybe the Green New Deal or maybe something different, like something that she believes in, and she can really shut down people's questions and, like, answer them in a way that is very honest and very direct, but it still like supports her point, which I just think is so amazing because there's no way I could ever do that. I'd get very nervous. Um, But I also love that she is not at all afraid to advocate for something that no one has tried to before. Um, Like you were saying this. Yeah. I mean, just basically what this whole quote encompasses with the people who are against what she tries to do or saying like, oh, well, it's it's not going to work because it hasn't been tried before. And she's saying, well, that's not an argument. And I think that's really incredible. And I mean, maybe it's just because of the the things that get suggested uh, to me because of my my recent like search history and stuff for for like political things. But 
I think she's one of the people who's making the most noise because she is this person who, I don't know, I guess you could kind of call it like a rags to riches story, which although I don't really like that term, but she kind of went from being someone who's definitely under the radar, a woman of color in Congress who is powerful, who is strong, and who knows what she's doing. And it's just very empowering for me, for her being a woman, and for people of color, especially seeing their representation in Congress and seeing someone um, who's a very good representation of of yeah. them in Congress is very empowering, I think. It's wonderful to see how the world is maybe slowly but still shifting towards that more like more representation um of a more diverse demographic of people in Congress. I think it's amazing. Yeah. And then my second quote is if they want to me- make an example out of me, I will gladly be one. Hopefully we can be an example of dedication, courage and persistence under fire or compassion, thoughtfulness, curiosity, justice, and zeal. I hope to be, I also hope to be an example of not tolerating nonsense, uh, which I liked because, again, just kind of, she is very no-nonsense, um, and she is not going to let people walk all over her, and there have been moments where people, uh, I would say quite unprofessionally, have made fun of her or called her not qualified for being just a waitress the last year for not uh and and she's being walked all over and she's able to say you know what that's not an excuse that's like like name calling doesn't solve anything and if you want to call me a waitress I'll gladly take it because that's what I was last year and that's there's nothing wrong with that so many people in this country are and to those people, I'm I am an example of someone uh, of someone like them who has those other who has those qualities um, that are so important that and saying that like a job, no matter what it is, is honorable to be working hard. And she's just she's I think a very good person, a very good representation of many people in, in the United States. And she's also very like strong and I think very good person she doesn't resort to things like name calling and stuff she's like she knows that's not what it's about it's not like a game she knows that's not going to get anything done I also love that people have I guess tried to make an example out of her in, in in saying that like well clearly she's not qualified because she was a waitress last year and she's turning that around and saying no I'm okay with being an example um and I'm proud of that because exactly as you said, so many people in this country are waitresses. And yeah, that was where I was last year. But this year I'm like, I don't know. I'm representing what? them though. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, and I would also say like, aside from that, she also is qualified and she's proved that again, if you want like specific examples of it, I would highly recommend, uh, maybe I'll post their links in the episode description. Uh, but I would definitely go, recommend you checking her out because you can see she knows what she's doing um and yeah so i really like alexandria ocasio-cortez very interesting person who's your second person my second person is emma watson and i'm sure that most of you know who emma watson is but she but hermione not yeah but maybe not for what i'm going to talk about with in relation to emma watson um she's an english actress and model Born in Paris, which I didn't know, and brought up in Oxfordshire, she attended the Dragon School, which is a, such a cool name for a school. I'm getting totally off topic, but whatever. And trained as an actress at the Oxford branch of Stagecoach and Theatre Arts. So apart from her role as Hermione in Harry Potter, which I'm pretty sure is where most people know her from, she has also fought for gender equality, launching the Key for She campaign in 2014. So I think most of you guys probably know Emma Watson from Hermione because that's how I know her and that's how I first started following what she was doing. But um, she is also a very strong activist for feminism and um, I know that she's said a lot like, I'm sorry, but if you support equality and gender equality, sorry, but you're a feminist. And I think that's great. Um But yeah, she was Hermione from a very young age. And then as she got older, she has, um, was it you that 
mention this to me? Like, I think maybe it was my mom who was talking about how um, she took on roles that were very, like, I don't know, not to sound, but not to sound cliche, but like, fe- oh no, maybe it was the article I found, but like, even Hermione was very powerful and not an example of like a girly person and then Belle and Beauty and the Beast was a very interesting one it was like a, she 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 never represented weak feminine characters yeah exactly. they were always very strong and defying some stereotypes as well which I think is yeah wonderful. so what I think she's done and I don't know much about this so don't like quote me on it but I think she's kind of used her position as a pretty famous actress to stand up for what she believes in and I think that's very wonderful um So my first quote from her is, don't ever hear in your head, who am I to say something? You are a human being. You are a person. You can 100% change the world. It's the little things that really count. Be brave. And so I love quotes like this, but especially coming from someone who I admire a lot. um, It's just kind of saying, like, you, no matter who you are, you can definitely stand up for what you believe in. And I encourage you to because you can make a difference and you can make the world a better place. So do it. Stand up for what you believe in because, like, it's going to work. And, yeah. Yeah. I know. She's she's certainly an em- empowering. And I think she was one of the first people who I really heard because I, I think she um, – I knew her as Hermione Granger, and then I she was one of the first people, like feminists, really, who I heard, and I knew like like specifically who she was, and it's she's definitely a very inspiring and very empowering person, and she used her position as someone who who had a lot of people looking up to her. She used that position to like. To make the world a better place, which I think is yes. definitely very inspiring. And I think more people should strive to do that. Definitely. This wasn't coming from, or this wasn't really what I was talking, going to talk about. But I've also separately heard that um, she, as a kid, like, wasn't from the richest family. And her father really couldn't afford to send her to the school that he sent her to, which apparently was a pretty expensive school. And so she really values education, which is another thing yeah. that I think is really important. So the most of the stuff that I was going to talk to her about had to do with gender equality and feminism, which is definitely a huge part of what she does. But I also think she's part of something. This is just based on what I've seen from Instagram, but something called Our Shared Shelf, which I'm pretty sure is something to do with reading. Our and Shared Shelf? Our Shared Shelf, sorry. Shelf? <laughs> shelf. As in, like, bookshelf. Oh, okay. I thought I was, like... I thought you messed up. (laughs) (laughs) No. Our shared shelf. Oh, that's good. Um, So education is also something she advocates for, which I think is really important because obviously everyone deserves to have an education. So, yeah, she's just a really really cool person. And the second quote that I chose for her is, you're not going to get rid of me until I see an equal number of female prime ministers and presidents and CEOs and more men that feel like it's okay to express how they really feel about things and more fathers that are present in their children's lives. And until I see us all not policing and oppressing each other and not ostracizing each other. And when I live in a world where this isn't a narrowly defined definition of masculinity and femininity, I'm just not going to go. And I love that. I think it's amazing. This kind of goes back to her advocating for gender equality, And I mentioned that she launched the He for She campaign in 2014, which I believe the goal of that um, program was to get men more involved in the fight for gender equality. And um, specifically with like, I think there's a stereotype of men being like strong and boys don't cry or whatever. And she was saying like, no, that's wrong. We are all equal and therefore we all have like men can be sensitive too and open up about their feelings and I think that's pretty wonderful as well as well as the fact that women are also powerful and deserve to be equal in the positions that they hold in as well yeah well and it's interesting because I mean when like feminism first started it was women's rights right it was like the women's suffrage and it was women's like right to vote and that kind of thing but in recent years as like that goal has not fully been reached but as it that it begins to that goal begins to we make progress with that goal like an equal um 
standard that like we want to set is that um, men have the liberty to not be the stereotype and not be closed in and um, and like required to be this masculine like ideal. And she was absolutely the first person who I ever heard of making that argument. And I actually found that very inspiring because I had never, I had heard, and as much, I mean, especially because it did resonate me as like, um, with a kid, as a, like, as a, as a girl growing up and stuff, it did definitely resonate with me, like, hearing about women's rights and like how it's a big movement. However, when this was like like many like years after I had first kind of heard of that argument when I heard about like how it's equally important for guys to have that kind of freedom as well that was like just as an important and I think um inspiring realization to have because I was like yeah, yeah that's actually that's an extremely important argument and and definitely I, a lesser known aspect of yeah, gender. and I think I'm even if she wasn't the first, she's definitely up there with some of the first people think like recognizing that as an issue. And I found that a very yeah. interesting and inspiring argument that I really liked. And hear. I hadn't thought about this, but now that you mention it, I'm pretty sure she was also the first person who I really found who like really activated for women's rights and equality because I would watch after watching all the Harry Potter movies, I would watch interviews with all of the actors exactly and same. And finding that she really advocated for this was really inspiring to see. Yeah. yeah. What, who is your second person? So the last person that I have is Rain Dove Dubel, (laughs) Dubiluski. I can't, I'm sorry, I'm very much mispronouncing that. But they are an American model, actor, and activist best known for their work in subversive fashion as a gender non-conforming model. Now, I found this person on Instagram, and I think I must have just been scrolling through, and I found them. And they're an incredibly interesting person. So they are uh, non-binary, and they use all pronouns, um, but they their goal is to educate people through ed- to, is to educate people in order to uh, achieve gender equality and to just they. That's their form of activism, and it's they are incredibly patient and able to be incredibly effective in this, and I think more so than most people, because when they're confronted with negativity, with people saying, oh, are you a girl or a boy? What are you? And, and they do get confronted with that a lot, and if you look on their Instagram, they post pictures of, of like conversations they've had, and the way it'll start is someone messaging them on Instagram and reply to their story or something. And it's very negative and very aggressive and very homophobic and tra- transphobic and really horrible often. And they will reply with humor or they'll reply with things like, oh, I um, like someone was like, oh, what like what are you? And I mean, I'm making it sound a lot nicer. And they're like, I am I. And they're like, what What does that even mean? And they're like, I am like a person. I am someone who has feelings. I'm someone who has, who likes cats, who likes rainy days and rainbows. And, and that's how they responded. And then they said, who are you? And they ended up having this really nice conversation with this person who at the end was like, I've never had anyone ask me who I was. Thank oh. you so much. And it turned into a really nice conversation. And they really, they... They are incredibly patient and they they never react negatively and they they're able to take all that negativity and turn it into a better experience for everyone. And I find it extremely empowering. Amazing. Um, yeah, yeah and I if, found when you first when I like was looking at the um, document that we shared for notes, I saw that you had put this person called Rain Dove and I had no idea that, who that was. So I looked them up on Instagram and I found one of those conversations and I was like, wow, this is amazing. They were able to turn someone who was really hateful towards them at first and saying, like, exactly like you said, what are you? Why are you doing this? Like, you are terrible. And this really horrible, rude person. And by the end, they were saying, thank you. Thank you for this conversation. Like, this has turned my life around. Yeah. I just think that is incredible that someone is able to do that. Yeah. And they also, um, they were, for a period in their 
life they were homeless and so they also do a lot of um they make like youtube videos and stuff and they make a lot of content for people like how to survive if you're like displaced or you don't have a home and they were messaged by someone else saying like oh i remember like you used to live in my neighbor's backyard and you used to steal like garbage and i have pictures and if you don't like do something if you don't like give me this money i'm gonna uh share these pictures and rain was like oh yeah i was um and like they ended up having this conversation and at the and the person was like i just they were like i was able uh, rain was like i was able to um like turn my life around and i was i'm really lucky to be here now and at the end the person was like do you think i'm ever going to be able to do that like i really hate that this is what i'm doing and that this is how I'm feeling. And Rain was like, I believe in you. And they had, they, again, they had a really nice conversation. And I mean, Rain posted this on their story saying like, or like on their Instagram. And I don't know, they, they're simultaneously vulnerable, but also strong. And they're very inspiring. But I have a few examples. So the first one is Rain also, and this is my first quote. So Rain always, whenever they're typing something out, they always uh capitalize the word you uh so here's this this was one of the exchanges why do you capitalize you and rain replied because you are equal to i we are equal to each other instead of lessening my power by lowercasing uppercase i to lowercase i i increase your power by uppercasing lowercase u to uppercase you so that's amazing it's a really interesting thing that i've never thought of before but they and i think it's particularly effective because they're an activist and they're not using it this in casual conversation because part of their movement for education is it's not about them it's about you and so whatever they're like like in dming someone and they're replying they always refer to the person as capital u because as they said it's their way of saying you are as important as i am and i want you to know that and I think that's what some people need to hear. And that's part of the reason why they're able to really give their message across is because they're saying it's about you. I care about you. I want you yeah. to learn. Like, I genuinely want you to learn. And I don't know. I think they're, it's a really interesting idea. And their ability to do that, too, to be able to turn a conversation, not turn a conversation around, but have a conversation with someone and by the end have this new mutual understanding between the two of them is very like a, a genuine talent, I think. And I had never thought about this concept of capitalizing the word you, but I think it's very interesting and something that maybe should be considered. <laughs> yeah. Or at the very least in terms of like, if you want to, if you want to tell someone they're important, make them, that's an interesting gesture to do. Yeah. And then my second quote from Rain is, there's no way to, to, quote, look like a girl or a boy. Everyone just looks like themselves. So seeing them as individuals is really important and respectful. If you see them as an individual, then you can assess them as an individual as well. Look at their actions as an individual. Uh, so Rain receives a lot of backlash, backlash for being non gender nonconforming because a lot of people, frankly, don't understand uh, or don't want to understand. And so they get they receive a lot of uh, hate for that. But I think their message here is um, it's not gender is for some people maybe very important in terms of expression, but it's also overvalued in like judging people and making judgments about people because everyone is just a person. So instead of trying to put people into boxes, if you just look at everyone as an individual and look at their actions and what they're saying and judge them on that, the world is a happier place and you make friends, not enemies. Absolutely. And yeah. yeah, I really love that way of looking at things too, because even now, definitely, I think everyone is sort of oriented as well are you a girl or a boy and this quote is kind of saying well no we're all individuals it doesn't matter like what category you want to put us in if, you, if we each treat each other as just a person then 
the world would be a better place. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. So again, highly recommend uh, checking Rain Dove out on Instagram because I actually don't really know their model. But other than that, I don't really know where else uh, you can find their merch. Most of their work is on Instagram. So I would highly recommend checking that out. Um, And that's all I have. As far as anecdotes, we're realizing that we've talked a while about this topic and we've kind of included the anecdotes that we were going to include in while we were talking about quotes and who each of these people are. So maybe we'll just like briefly talk about why this is important to us and then. Yeah, we'll be good. Sophia, why is this important to you? Um, What's your three word synopsis? Oh, God. No, I can't do that because I would have to think for too long about that. Um, I don't know. I as I've as I've said, I find anyone who fights for a cause I care about really empowering. And both of the people that I chose are definitely advocates for two causes I am really passionate about, those being climate change and gender equality and also education a little bit. Um, Emma Watson also advocates for education, I'm pretty sure. Um, and any of these people who fight for these kinds of things, and also the two people that you chose, it really inspires me to do the same, not maybe the same that they're doing, but do what I can to also fight for the causes that I believe in, and um, just, like, do my best to support these causes in whatever way I can, especially once I get older and I have a little bit more power as to like what I can do. And so I don't know these, both all of these people are just really incredible, especially for young people like you and me to see. Yeah. I think it's very, very important and definitely a benefit of social media. Um, yeah. 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 And for me, I think that I find, I find a lot of, global issues very interesting especially social issues because as important and as economic issues are I find that they can I don't know they can be a bit topical whereas social issues affect all of us every single day so I find this topic genuinely interesting and so I find it and the fact that it actual actually affects people um resonates with me And like you said, hearing people our age uh, being vocal and taking action is really inspiring. And also, like, hearing the fact that there are people who I believe are genuinely good in the world is very... uh, Sometimes you need to have that reassurance, you know? It's very comforting when you see whatever, through whatever method or manner it is, when you see that someone is genuinely a good person and trying their best to make the world a better place... It is exactly like you said. It really is very reassuring, and sometimes that's yeah. all you need to give you a little boost. <laughs> and this and topic also, like, is... Yeah? Sorry, keep going. No, 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 because I was going to go on. What were you going to say? No, I mean, the same as what you said, like, seeing people who represent us, like with Alexandria, I don't know the rest of her name, I'm sorry, but representing women of color, and with Greta representing young people, and seeing yeah. that... Um, is also really important for people. Definitely. Um, and this is also really, this topic is particularly relevant for both me and Sophia right now because in our civics class, this is our final, is choosing okay. a human's right, human rights issue and researching it. And Sophia and I coincidentally chose the exact <laughs> same topic. We didn't do this. And yeah, yeah. We didn't do this intentionally, but we're both going to be talking about climate refugees which is an interesting topic yeah and something we both care about and I was very proud of (laughs) when when I came up with this idea I was very excited because it combined both nature and the environment which is something that I'm really passionate about and a human rights issue that's exactly Um, why I was interested because (laughs) I was like it literally puts together two issues that I care about it just proves how great friends we are because we had our minds were sync I guess so I think this is where we're going to leave it. Why don't, while you guys are checking out all these cool people on Instagram, you can also check out our Instagram. That's quotes.and.anecdotes. Also check out the person who drew our cover art on Instagram, our good friend. You can find her at 
D-I-N-O dot B-Y-T-E, Dinobite on Instagram. Uh, you can email us at quotesandanecdotes at gmail.com. Yep. Rate, review, subscribe. Thank you to our intro and outro music, which is Inspirational Life and Blossoming Inspiration. And we hope you have a lovely Wednesday. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in this week. Bye, my friend Sophia. Bye, my friend Bronwyn. And cut. <laughs>